Hey, if you live in the Randolph, New Jersey area and you need some help in accomplishing your health and fitness goals or you just want to gain some more energy and feel good again, we have our 50 Strong Challenge currently running at Next Generation Training Center and we are still accepting applicants to the program where you'll learn five habits that are going to help you achieve your health and fitness goals and be able to sustainably keep them for the rest of your life. So if you are interested in joining the 50 Strong Challenge, go to the show notes, click the link, put in your information and we'll be in touch ASAP to get you registered for that. So again, the link is in our show notes and we'd love to see you at the gym. Now on to the show. Thank you for listening to Next Gen Radio. This is episode number 179 and I am your host, Mike Ercolano, today with my co-host and head coach at Next Generation Training Center, John Esposito. Hello, hello. We have an episode of Ask Next Gen where we answer three of your questions that were either submitted by sending us, sending us an email to ask at nextgenradiopodcast.com or by asking us in person. So first question, one that um, we've been getting a lot of lately, and you've been getting a lot of lately, you yep. just said. Um, is dairy bad for you? For the average person that doesn't have any dietary restrictions, dairy is actually pretty good for you. And it's got a lot of healthy fats that your body likes to digest and likes to use. It's got a great amount of protein for what it is. And it's a great mixing, like I say, mixing agent for a lot of foods, a lot of things you bake with, and especially for protein shakes, get that last little bit added in there. Um, but there is some people obviously who have dietary restrictions should be avoiding it or at least taking it in moderation because even for the average person, it can kind of mess up your stomach or give you some stomach issues, even if you're not lactose intolerant. But for the average Joe, I'd say it's pretty good and it's good thing to throw in just to get that last little bit of protein in there. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, just the question alone, is it bad for you? Like there's no foods. I mean, I guess there are foods that are really bad, like with no nutritional value but you know if you can handle dairy and you can digest dairy um go for it you know it's not like uh it's it's like a a food that's going to do anything unless you have digestive issues with it um but you know like john said it's a good source of protein it's a good source of um you know a little bit of fat if you need more fat in your diet and uh it's just you know overall i think uh dairy is okay for most people unless you have a reason that you can't take it, right? Absolutely. You can't uh, eat it. Uh, all right. That was a simple one. Got that nice one out of quick. Um, number two, do you have a morning routine? And if so, what is it? All right, so do you want to go first on this one? Because I know you have a pretty good morning routine. Uh, yeah. Well, I think the first point I want to make about a morning routine is that there's nothing – um, I guess magical about like you see a lot of influencers talking about this like three hour long, four hour long routine where you get up and you ice bath and you meditate. And like, yeah, I do think it's important to start your day off the right way, but you don't have to allocate like, you know, four hours to it. It's, it's whatever it takes uh, for you to be prepared for the day and get into the right mindset for the day is a good morning routine. And for some people that's just waking up, drinking coffee, reading the newspaper and going to work. Like that's, Absolutely. you know, so that's, so don't think that you have to do like this magical long morning routine. For me, I, um, <laughs> to kind of contradict myself there, mine is kind of longer than, than most. I do wake up a little bit earlier to, to try to get everything in. Um, so I, I wake up, I, uh, have, um, my coffee first. I usually read for 30 minutes and then I go for a 30 minute walk and then I eat, breakfast and hit the road and and go um if i do get out of bed like immediately and i'm and i have extra five minutes i do try to squeeze in like five minutes of meditation um in fact i um 
I check my HRV, my, uh, I'll say that for a different episode, but I do that every morning. That takes a couple of minutes. So if I have time to sit there quietly and, and meditate for five minutes before I start reading and doing everything I do. But sometimes um, when I'm kind of in a rush, I, that part gets cut out. Um, but yeah, so I just, you know, I, I stick to that, you know, pretty much routine every single day. It helps me get motivated it helps me wake up it helps me get focused for the rest of the day and know that um what i have in in store is gonna you know get my full focus because i get a lot of things out of the way i get my reading i get my um at least one uh workout in for the day 30 minute walk uh and um to me that's just a a good way for me to start the day um how about you because you you get up a little bit or you have to be in a little bit earlier yeah so my my morning routine is about 45 minutes to an hour depending again if i wake up right away or if i give myself those extra 15 minutes to sleep in but most times the first thing i do when i wake up is i have a glass of water right next to my bed stand so i i down that i down that almost immediately it's normally like 12 fluid ounces just to start my day make sure i get myself some kind of cold water on my face that's the biggest thing to wake myself up Mm -hmm. it's a little shock to the system Mm -hmm. but then i go get right downstairs. I start my breakfast. It's the first thing I do the first thing in the morning. I have an audio book that I listen to every morning as well. So I start that up as soon as breakfast is going. And I just get myself all set up, whether it's getting a couple things done on the laptop, getting my clothes together, or most times they're already together the night beforehand. And I always try to get some kind of stretching in when I'm listening to my audio book and my eggs are cooking on the stove, just to make sure my body's kind of ready for the morning. Even though I do go walking, walking people through the warm up, it's not mm-hmm. as intense for myself. Mm-hmm. But my mine's pretty simple. It's just breakfast, an audiobook. I stretch and roll a little bit, and then if I have some extra time, I'll go for a quick walk before I leave. But it's nothing too nothing too special. Just enough to wake me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, again, it's it's whatever works best for you. And it's a good point. I do start by drinking water. I forgot about that. That is the yep. first thing that I do before anything, and then I um, start the rest of the routine. But uh, you know, a lot of it, especially for for me, mine changes a little bit from day to day because it depends on how late I'm getting in the night prior absolutely um you know if um if i'm here a lot of nights i'm here it's late 30 quarter to nine i get home it's 9 30 by the time i eat dinner it's like you know 10 10 30 shower go to bed like it's it's close to you know midnight sometimes or a lot of times uh, recently and um you know to wake up at four versus waking up at five makes a big difference and absolutely you know i now as i understand how important sleep is for health and recovery and everything um i've been prioritizing that a little bit more so i'll I'll opt to sleep in for that extra hour and get you know five six hours versus four hours uh, four or five hours and um you know so it does that does affect my my routine the next morning as well oh absolutely um but i think the most important part about this is just being intentional about your morning Mm -hmm. and not letting the morning happen to you you know like so even if you don't want to wake up a little bit earlier to read and to um do stretching like john does or to go for a walk like i do if you if you don't want to wake up at least be somewhat intentional about how your morning um is scheduled and so that it does because it does affect the rest of your day it does affect um and you brought up a good point about laying out your clothes the night before like i set up everything the night before my clothes are laid out my schedule is done i know the things i got to get done the next day my food is prepped whether it's overnight oats or or a shake or both um or other lunches other meals and stuff so absolutely um everything's prepped the night before which allows time in the morning to to do things that are productive first thing in the morning mm-hmm. as opposed to scrambling around to try to get your lunch together and your clothes together and then all of a sudden you're rushing out the door um you know trying to drink your coffee at the same time and yeah you know you, you didn't really get a chance to own the morning so 
Um, it is a really good point that you brought up. They set up everything the night before. Absolutely. It makes it just makes things that much easier. And I, like I said, mine's within 45 minutes, so I try to keep everything pretty quick. The, only, the longest part of my morning is cooking my own eggs, and that's mm-hmm. just one thing I've kept as a repetitive task because it's a task in my brain going in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's, okay. that's about all it is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good, uh, good question. Question number three. I've noticed other people in the gym who are smaller than me be able to lift more weight than me. Is there a correlation between size and strength? This is a, it's a tough question to answer because yeah, it's a kind of a yes and no, though you do see a lot of bigger people be able to lift more weight, but doesn't mean that just because you have more size, you are going to potentially be stronger. Mm-hmm. There's different types of muscle. You have more muscles that are dedicated to more powerful movements, muscles that's dedicated toward just building size and they attract size building exercise a little bit more. But there is the answer to the brief question. Yes, there is a correlation between size and strength, but it's a very fine line because you have like your average power lifter is not normally that big of a person, but they're really condensed. They have really condensed muscles that are meant to build power, meant to build strength and meant to lift heavy weight, but they're not much bigger than your average show. Right. That's all I got. Oh. Well, uh, yes. I mean, there is a, a correlation between size and strength. So if we just think about, um, I always like to talk about the extremes because we could visualize the extremes and we mm-hmm. know, um, like it gives us a good, uh, I guess, barometer. And, you know, if we look at like bodybuilding versus powerlifting, like the strongest guys in the world don't necessarily look like bodybuilders who have way more mass than they do or way more muscle, you know, but at the end of the day, there is also a reason why there's weight classes in all of these sports, right? Because the bigger you are, the potential to move more weight or to be stronger is greater, right? So there is that correlation. However, muscle size does not necessarily equate to strength right yep. so like you could look at somebody who um or it depends on how you train you could look at somebody who you know doesn't necessarily train for hypertrophy which is muscle growth right but they train for strength mm-hmm. right they might not have the muscle mass that that person who does train for hypertrophy does um but they could lift way more weight so yeah it's kind of a complicated complicated question um a complicated answer um but you know there is a correlation the bigger you are the the greater potential you have to lift Lift more more and to be stronger um but the more muscle you have doesn't or the muscle mass you have doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be stronger than somebody who has less muscle mass and I, I like to use, if anybody's on Instagram, there's two big names that a lot of people relate to. It's, um, for most people probably heard of Eddie Hall. Mm-hmm. And a big name coming up nowadays is Anatoly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody has seen him, but he's a, he's a relatively quote unquote tiny guy in comparison to Eddie Hall, who's just a living giant for the most part. Right. But pound for pound, they both lift about the same. Eddie's got Anatoly on about 100 pounds or so, 120 pounds. But if they were the same size, they'd lift just about the same weight and move the bar at the same pace right so yes there is that inc- there is that leaning towards size lifts more weight but if you're looking at it for pound to pound it's just about the same mm-hmm. but there is that you have to note that the more size you have the more chance and ability you have to be able to lift more right right the, the potential is there but that doesn't necessarily mean that you will just because you're bigger mm-hmm. um, i like that question that was a good one yeah yeah absolutely uh, all right, those are three. Do you have uh, any final thoughts on these, Sean? Um, 
I would say, but just for the morning routine one, make sure, try your best to make consistency when it comes to that routine because you want it to become a routine because it just makes the rest of your day a little bit easier. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about one thing versus another one, and it makes your closing out of your day too a little bit easier. If you have all your stuff set out beforehand and you don't have to get your clothes together right at night, you have it already done from either midday, it just makes life a little bit easier. You can get more things done, and you'll have better benefits to your health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. And uh I'd like to say that if you're worried about dairy being bad or good, stop overcomplicating nutrition. Make it simple. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how the successful people stay successful for a long time with nutrition is that they keep it simple. They stick to certain things that work for them. They don't overthink it. And then at the end of the day, um, it's sustainable. And, you know, don't just kind of like our question uh, two episodes ago on 177 about um, apple cider vinegar, right? There's no quick fixes. Find something that works, stick with it for a long time, and you'll get results. Absolutely. That is all, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you could please subscribe to the show or follow the show, leave us a five-star review um, on either Google or Apple or Spotify. Uh, We would really appreciate it. And until next episode, which will be episode number 180, comes out on next Tuesday, thank you and be well.